0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina and I am bringing you today's word for February 8th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose. As a born again believer in 2021, I want you to pursue progress. I want you to do it on purpose because I believe that the Lord has declared that this is a season for us to level up that this is a season of new levels for us. And we are going to experience new levels in every area and every facet and every aspect of our lives. But if we want to experience what God has already provided, we have to be intentional. We have to pursue progress on purpose. All right, so that said, and I'm talking about progress on purpose. I told you that I would teach you about pursuing progress on purpose in five areas. I said we would would like kind of renew our commitment spiritually, and I covered that already. Financially, I covered that already. Physically, that's kind of where we are right now. Then internally, and then ultimately externally with our relationships and all of that. So right now, I'm in the third one, which is physically. Now in physically, I told you that I would cover four things. Number one, is health and wealth good or bad? And I answered that question already. And if you haven't watched the video, please go back and watch that. Number two, healing is the will of the father. And I dealt with that last week and I was teaching you scripture, line upon line, line upon line, that it is God's will for you to be healed. Number three, this is where I'm going to start today, is God wants you to live long, and strong. I believe that it is the will of God that you live a long and prosperous life, that you live long and strong. And then number four, I'm going to share some things that you can do to live long and strong so that you can accept God's will. You can walk in harmony with what God wants to do in your life. So for today, uh, this is progress on purpose, leveling up physically. I'm going to talk about living long and strong. I believe it is the will of God that you live long and that you live strong. Let's talk about it. All right. So actually today, as I lay the foundation for this, I'm going to be addressing some things that are some misconceptions. And we're going to look at a lot of scriptures today. And I just want you to open up your heart to receive, keep an open mind for what the Holy spirit wants to say. What does this mean to you today? I have three things to share with you on this morning. The first one comes in the form of a question. Here's the question. Why do some Christians today only expect to live to 70 years old, right? Right or maybe 80, right? And so why do some Christians today expect to live to 70 or maybe to 80? Now, I believe that this is tied to Psalms 90. So in Psalms 90, and actually in Psalms 90, we're going to see that Moses wrote uh, a Psalm, but really he's sharing his heart. This was a prayer, but it was a prayer kind of birthed out of pain. And then I'm going to, I'm going to show you how this doesn't apply to us, but this is where people get this from. So in Psalms 90 verses one through 10, this is what the Bible says. Moses is writing and he says, "O Lord, in all generations, you have been our home. You have always been God, long before the birth of the mountains, even before you created the earth and the world at your command, we die and turn back to dust, but a thousand years mean nothing to you. They're merely like one day or a few hours in the night. You bring our lives to an end, just like a dream. We are merely tender grass that sprouts up and grows in the morning, but dries up by the evening. Your furious anger frightens us and destroys us. And you know, all of our sins, even those things that we do in secret, your anger is a burden each day that we live. Then life ends like a sigh. We can expect to live 70 years or maybe 80 if we're healthy, but even our best years bring trouble and sorrow. Suddenly our time is up and we disappear. Wow. (laughs) Now you read that now, is that in the Bible? Yes. So look at me for a minute. Let me explain something. Everything in the Bible is either true or is truly stated. Right, so everything in the Bible. Let me be clear: is either true, or it is truly stated. It is truly stated that Moses said that. Right. It is truly stated that Moses wrote that down. But that doesn't mean that that applies to us, and that doesn't mean that that was God's best. It, let me give you some background in Numbers fourteen. Remember what happened in 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 Numbers when um when the the spies were supposed to get in? read Numbers twelve. 13 and 14, but 12 spies went in the land. The Lord already told Moses, Hey, there's some land that I, that I'm giving you guys. You came out of Egypt. Now I'm ready to give you Canaan. This is the land that I'm giving you. I'm giving it to you. It's your land. It's free. I'm giving it to you. Here's the gospel. Here's the good news. The land is yours. And this is some land that I already promised your forefathers to give you like 400 years ago. And so, so yeah, you could just take this land. This land is yours. And so 12 spies went in and, um, Two out of the 12 spies says, we are we are well able to do what God has called us to do. But 10 out of the 12 said, no, the, the, the land is occupied. Like God was supposed to just give you something without a fight. He was like, no, you, you it's already yours, but you're going to have to fight for it. And no, they said no. And they messed around and put a no where God put a yes. And then God was like, all right, fine. So that whole generation is going to die off. This is Numbers chapter 14, verses 26 through 35 the Bible says, you sinful people have complained against me too many times. Now I swear by my own life that I will give you exactly what you wanted. You will die right here in the desert and your dead bodies will cover the ground. You have insulted me and none of you men who are over 20 years old will enter into the land that I solemnly promised to give you as your own only Joshua and Caleb will go in. Now you were worried that your own children will be captured, but I, the Lord will let them enter the land that you have rejected. You will die here in the desert. Your children will wander around in this desert for 40 years, suffering because of your sins until all of you are dead. I will cruelly punish you, uh, every day for 40 years. And then one year for each day that, that, the land was explored and your sinful people who have ganged up against me will die right here in the desert. Now, this is terrible. This is terrible. Thank God that we're not in the old covenant. That This is not old Testament. We're in the new Testament. Thank you, Jesus. But here's the point. Let me, let me explain some things. And this is teaching. This is stuff that people don't like to talk about, but it's in the Bible. So we got to understand it. So This was written in causative sense, but really it should have been written in permissive tense. It wasn't like God was doing anything. All God had to do was withhold the blessing. Listen, let me tell you something. All God has to do is pull back. God doesn't have to force you to experience anything negative. If God pulls back his edge of protection over you, if God just lifts up the blessing for a minute we live in a fallen world we live in a fallen state so if god removes his blessing from your life if god removes his hedge of protection then listen you are going to experience terrible things and so what happened here was everybody right everybody who was 20 years or older uh they 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 were going to die in the wilderness. Why? Because they rejected what God said. God said, hey, here's the land I'm giving it to you. And because they rejected it, then God said, okay, 20 years or under, they're going to walk into the land. All the rest of you jokers are going to walk around for 40 years just because they explored the land for 40 days. And there's going to be one year for every day. And then you're going to die off in the wilderness and it's going to take 40 years and you're going to experience terrible things. And then after you guys are gone and you're dead, then, then. Your children will go into the promised land and they will experience the blessing. That's why Moses wrote Psalms 90. That's why if you go back to Psalms 90, it's terrible. And he was like, yeah, all of this, this is a suffering time. It's terrible. And then we can live, what, 70, maybe 80? Yeah, 70, maybe 80, because it just depends on how old they were at the time, right? And so if they, if they were 30, then, then they're going to live to 70. If they were 40, they're going to live to 80 and that's it. But that doesn't apply to me. That doesn't apply to you. Thank God that that doesn't apply to us, right? So the whole 70 years thing, the whole 80 years thing has nothing to do with you, has nothing to do with me. You got it? Let's get that out of the way. All right. Number two, it's also clear that something changed after the flood. Like if you look at the Bible and once again, this is not something that people like to talk about today. It's like, like, you know, they just tell people go to the new Testament. I'm cool. I'm a new Testament guy, but there's some things that, that people have questions about from the old Testament. And it's like people are afraid to even say anything about it. So you see crazy things in the Old Testament, like people live to 900 years. So obviously something happened after the flood. And so scholars and scientists believe that the Earth's atmospheric conditions changed drastically after the flood. So something happened. We don't know what happened. But bottom line is when the Earth was covered with water completely, and then the water receded, something changed and it changed forever. So before the flood, we see this is what we see. Adam lived for 930 years. That's Genesis 5 and 5. Seth lived for 912 years. That's Genesis 5 and 8. Enos lived for 905 years. That's Genesis 5 and 11. Canaan lived for 910 years. And that's Genesis 5 and 14. And so if you look at all these scriptures, you see like 900 years, 800 years, 700 years. And then after the flood, we see something different. So in Genesis six and three, a lot of uh, people believe that Genesis six and three, we interpret it to mean that God wants us to live something around 120 years, um, something like that. So Genesis six and three from the King James says, and the Lord said, my spirit will not always strive with man for that. He is also flesh yet. His days shall be 120 years. Now, some people debate that, right? Oh, that's not really what that means. Now, the message Bible, the message translation of that same verse, Genesis 6 and 3, just straight up says it. Now, the message Bible is not a translation, it's really a transliteration, so it's not the best translation of the Bible, but this is what the message Bible says. Then God said, I am not going to breathe life into men and women forever, endlessly. Eventually, they're going to die. From now on, they can expect a lifespan of 120 years, right? That's what the Bible says, message Bible anyway. So let me give you some examples after the flood. So Sarah lived for 127 years. Genesis 23 and one says when Sarah was 127 years old, she died. She died in Kerath Arba, better known as Hebron in the land of Canaan, right? And Abraham mourned her death. All right. Abraham lived at least 137 years. Let me explain that. In Genesis 25 and eight, the Bible says Abraham gave up the ghost. Ooh, we're going to deal with that tomorrow. I'm going to come back to that one tomorrow. But anyway, Abraham gave up the ghost and he died at a good old age. He was an old man full of years and he was gathered until his people. Now, Abraham was 10 years older than Sarah. Sarah died at 127 years old. So obviously Abraham was at least 137 but Abraham went on to live for two more chapters. So we don't know how long, how old he was, but he was at least 137 years old. Isaac, Isaac, the Bible says died when he was full of days. Genesis 35 and 29 says, Isaac gave up the ghost and he dies and, and he was gathered into his people. He was an old man being full of days and his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. He was an old man He was full of days. We don't know how old, but if the Bible calls you old, doggone it, you are not young. All right. Jacob lived at least 130 years in Genesis 47 and nine. And you're like, let me just pause here real quick. You might be saying, well, Rick, come on, man. What are you doing? What? This is not what you do normally. Okay. I got you. This is a series. I got to do teaching. I mean, I'm teaching you tomorrow. I'll get you excited tomorrow. I'm gonna get you encouraged. Uh, uh, I have to build on this. I'm laying a foundation right now. I have to lay the foundation. That, that it is the will of God that you live a long and prosperous life. It is the will of God that you live long and strong. You got it? All right. Genesis 47 and nine. Jacob answered, I have lived only 130 years and I have to go from one place to another place. Uh, my parents And my grandparents have moved from place to place. Bottom line is he lived at least 130 years. Joseph lived 110 years. Genesis 50 and and, uh, 26, the Bible says, so Joseph died being 110 years old and they embalmed him. They embalmed him because the Egyptians knew what they were doing with that. And they put him in a coffin in Egypt. And then Moses lived 120 years. Deuteronomy 34 and 7, the Bible says, Moses was 120 years old when he died. Yet, I'm going to deal with this tomorrow. His eyesight was still good. His body was still strong. One text says, one translation says, and he had all his teeth. Doggone it. He was 120 years old, yet he didn't use glasses. He didn't wear readers. His body was still strong and he had all his teeth. We're going to deal with that tomorrow. It is the will of God that you live long and strong. Now, another thing that's crazy is that Moses lived to 120 years. Moses is the guy that said, well, we could expect to live 70 years or 80 years. Obviously, that didn't apply to him. It didn't apply to Joshua. It didn't apply to to Caleb and it didn't apply to Moses. So the 70 years, the 80 years does not apply to us. Don't even think about that, right? Just, just leave that alone. Let's move on from it. All right. Number three. And finally, I'm going to close with, with this point for today. And I'm building the case because I'm going to teach you this week that it is the will of God that you live long and strong. I'm just building a case today. All right. So number three, last, last point, last question. Does God desire for us to live a long and satisfying life? I believe the answer is yes. Does God desire for us to live a long and satisfying life? I believe the answer is yes. Psalms 91 verses 14 through 16, the Bible says, because he set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in the time of trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him with long life. I will satisfy him. And show him my salvation. The Lord is saying that when we honor the Lord, he's going to walk with us. And with long life, he will satisfy us and show us his salvation. This is a psalm of protection. This is a psalm of deliverance, the 91st psalm. All of us that that were deployed in war, we we decreed and declared the 91st psalm over our lives all the time. This is a psalm that's telling us that it is the will of God, that, that he gets glory out of our life and our living. The word satisfy means to gratify, to gratify the need, the desire, the expectation of to fulfill until complete. The Lord satisfies us. The Lord satisfies me on a daily basis. He satisfies me. He gratifies us. He gives us long life. He gives us salvation, but we have to believe it and we have to receive it. Long life is part of the benefits package. See, when you, when you when you go somewhere, you get, you connect with something. You want to know what the benefits are. Let me tell you what the benefits are. Psalms 103 verses two through five. This is what the Bible says. Bless the Lord. O oh my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. Oh snap. What's the benefits, the benefits package. Okay. Here's the benefits package who forgives me of all my iniquities, Who heals me from every disease, who redeems my life from destruction, who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies my mouth with good things, and who renews my youth like the eagles. There's six things I said there that's part of the benefits package, but let me just talk about the last one. God renews my youth like the eagle. Look at me as I close. Have you ever seen an old eagle? You can't even tell it they're old. because eagles' youth is renewed. They, they lock their wings, they soar above storms, and they spend time in the sun. And while they're in the sun, the rays of the sun rejuvenates the eagles. Guess what? You and I, baby, we're like eagles. We're not chickens. We lock our wings. We soar above the storms. And we spend time with the sun, S-O-N. And our time in the sun renews us and restores us and rejuvenates us. Our time in the S-O-N causes us to be renewed and revived for this season. See, eagles don't stress. Eagles have stress-free living. They don't flap. They don't flap around. They just lock in and they they just ride. They don't have to manually manufacture the wind. They just ride the wind when it comes. And as a believer, you're like the eagle. You don't have to make stuff happen. You just lock in and you let it You let it happen. The Lord is saying, this is what, what I'm doing. Holy Spirit says, go this way. Whew, I'm riding the wind. The Holy Spirit goes that way. I'm riding the wind. I'm not trying to manufacture anything. I'm just riding and enjoying life. I'm going where he tells me to go. I'm saying what he tells me to say. I'm doing what he tells me to do. And while I'm spending time in the son. In the S-O-N, my youth is renewed like the eagle. God gives me strength. Every morning I get up with a spring in my step, with a song in my heart, with a smile on my face. Why? Because I'm walking with God and God is walking with me and God is on me and in me and with me and for me. And it is the will of God that I live long and strong. And tomorrow, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to teach you tomorrow that your lifespan, I dealt with numbers today, your lifespan is not even connected to a number. Forget numbers. Your lifespan is connected to purpose we're going to see that tomorrow you are here on this planet to pursue your divine purpose say amen to that oh man i feel i feel it right there all right so let's close this message out with a declaration of faith i want you to lift up your voice and say this say father you sent me to this planet for a reason that reason is my divine purpose i am here on assignment i am laser focused on getting it done before i die My lifespan is not tied to a number. My lifespan is tied to my purpose. I will walk this planet until I get out of me. Everything you placed in me before the world began. I will not die because I'm old. You renew my youth like the eagles. I will not die because I'm sick. You are the Lord God who heals me. I will only die when I'm done. (laughs) That's it. I level up this year in every area. I live long and strong and greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it. And. Prosper, if you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, listen, today is a good example why you want my notes. I had way too many scriptures for you to remember, right? So go to todaysword.org, the notes will be there for today, but go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address, and then you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, it is the will of God that you live long and strong. It is the will of God that you live a long and prosperous life. If you don't believe me, I'm going to prove it to you. I'm gonna prove it to you from scripture. Do me a favor, two things. Number one, leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I go back and I read all the comments and I really appreciate you guys and thank you for allowing me to speak into your life. Listen, I'm excited about this week. We're gonna cover some stuff that I believe that people need to hear. I'll see you tomorrow morning. So please come ready to receive, open up your heart and then share this message and meditate on it, meditate on it. This may be a message you need to listen to again. I love you and God loves you more. God bless you.